0: I like the look of your recording studio here. I don't know. Lois <laughs> 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 <audio speaking> <speaking> and Clark is our jam. <speaking> is our jam. We're, We're talking about <speaking> Terry <D> and Superface. <speaking> 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 we'll it all. At we'll do, do what we can. <speaking> <speaking> and now it's time <speaking> for the show. And welcome back to Lois and Clark, the new podcast of Superman. I'm Matt X. and uh, we got a little bit of a crossover today um, from the Rom Comathon podcast. We've got Alex and Cat. How are you guys?
1: Hello, hello. I'm I'm Alex. I'm good. I don't know if people can tell our voices apart. I've heard it's hard. Honestly, when
0: I didn't know you guys that well, and I first listened, it took me like like your first episode. I'd go back and forth. I'm like, no, no. No, that's cat. That's cat. Definitely cat.
1: Sometimes when I'm editing us, I'm like, "Who am I pulling this um from?" It's
0: almost uh, like you've known each other your entire lives and have and have never spent time apart. You know. All
1: almost. right, so we're down. Just throwing
0: that out there. Um, hey guys, welcome. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having us. What fun!
0: This is a thrill. I'm only engaged to one of you, so it's really nice to see the other one. Frankly.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say you're welcome for having us. Yes.
0: <laughs> Can you? I've talked about it on the show before. Can you guys just like summarize what rom comathon is for anyone that hasn't listened?
1: I mean, we review rom coms. We watch rom coms and review them. That's basically the whole premise. Um, sometimes they're sometimes they're good. Mostly they're bad. <laughs> we complain. Yeah, mostly we <laughs> complain.
0: As someone who now has to watch them all um, a- along with you guys, like... You I, don't have to. That I, is your choice. I want <laughs> to know what's being discussed.
1: Um, I have a great
0: time with both the good and the bad.
1: Yeah, we definitely... I think I think often we have more fun with the bad.
0: That's fair. Um, then you're going to fit right in here at Lois and Clark. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before we get into today's episode, which... I I wish I had one that's, like, more rom-com worthy for you guys, but this is what we've got right now.
1: Oh, that's okay. Lois is having a really stupid problem, which is very rom-com appropriate. We'll have, okay,
0: we'll get into that. Thank you very much. Um, Before we get into it, though, uh, could we, like, ground the listeners, you know, first-time guests in your Superman knowledge, your, your experiences with this show in the past? Let's start with you, Alex.
1: Have you ever seen an episode... I have never seen an episode. This is the only episode of Lois and Clark I have seen. Um, But I will say that my wife. Because I met your wife
0: and that's that's interesting.
1: Yeah, my wife, also named Alex, is very much into Lois and Clark. Although she doesn't really know the fourth season very well. But by this time, I think like either she had like (laughs) lost track of it where it stopped airing well she said because like she watched it when she was a kid and so she didn't Mm. really understand seasons and it aired in South Africa like you know she grew up in South Africa and so it was difficult for her to keep track of TV schedules um so she kind of just like kind of lost the ball like dropped the ball on on Lois and Clark after season three um that's fair but she was very into it um when we went to Cape Town for Christmas she found one of her diaries from when she was a kid, and the first couple of entries are literally just her rehashing episodes of Lois and Clark. It's amazing. But aside from that, I really... You know, my familiarity with (laughs) Superman is that my wife loves Superman, and Mm -hmm. um, so I know a lot more about Superman than I ever thought I would. Yeah, Um, she's she's
0: afflicted with the DC fandom as I am.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah, this makes sense.
1: To give additional context, though, you have watched some... DC shows. Yes, I watched Super I watched the first season of Supergirl. i watched I watched the first season of many CW DC shows before I was like, oh no. For this some is bad. of them, that's enough. Exactly. Um,
0: and and Kat, you have to live with me. Uh huh. Yeah.
1: I was just thinking, I've seen several episodes. One or two How many willingly. Have I seen? Yeah.
0: I don't know. The first one that full, I showed you was was my favorite, Tempest Fugitive. With the time travel.
1: Is there more than one of them? Is there? Are they like uh, a With time group?
0: travel? Yes, there's, there's several of those.
1: No, I mean, is it like an arc? Or did we no, watch one of No, that,
0: that was just a, a one and done.
1: Have I seen the pilot?
0: Yes. Yeah, we did that too.
1: Okay. You've,
0: you've picked up a few over the years. Did, did I've either seen some of you... stray.
1: There's some like Christmas rat.
0: Yeah, for a second. Person you've seen a few of the Christmas ones. Greedy. Wow, I'm terrible. Um, did either of you guys have, before you met your significant others, did either of you guys have an awareness of this show? Because, like, you certainly have an awareness of rom-coms, and this was a rom-com show, in a way. Never heard of it. Really? None at all?
1: Nope. No, well, I think when Alex and I were, weren't together yet, but we were friends, um, Mm -hmm. I think she did tell me about this, and I was like, literally, I've never heard of the show, have zero interest, we'll never watch this. Like, I think it's because we're a little, all of us, including you, if you weren't you- Are a little too young.
0: Yes, that's true.
1: Right? Like, what year is this season?
0: This was 93 to 97.
1: Yeah. Yeah, So this,
0: yeah, yeah, this last season is 96, 97.
1: Oh, yeah. She must have been watching, like, a rerun season or something then. I mean, like, anyone... Well, also, TV probably came quite, like... Late to South Africa, much like to Australia. Totally. Yeah, that, it's possible that they were kind of. But I, well, I know that later. I, I will say that her her love for Buffy eclipsed her obsession with Lois <laughs> and Clark, and that is also what happened. Same here, um, but there
0: were a lot of Buffy podcasts already, so yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but her her um. But when she watched Buffy, I think like that aired like shortly after the season would air in the states.
0: They, they'd figured their shit out at that point.
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that makes sense to me. Um. So, like, no, no, even, like, was there an awareness of Terry Hatcher, even?
1: Desperate N- Housewives? Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Not till her. I have heard her name.
0: Okay, no worries. Well, you couldn't have picked her out of a lineup. Yeah, You're jumping in here, um, that, like, peek behind the curtain. This is the first episode I'm recording of season uh, four because of various scheduling things. But, like, we've already, he's been in space. He was, he was, like, the king, basically, of New Krypton, He's come back. He's, he's defeated the evils of New Krypton. Um, they got married in a touch by an angel, like their guardian angel for one episode, like whisked them away to a mountaintop and brought their family along and got married. Uh, they were about to have sex in the episode before this, and then HG Wells showed up and told them that they were soulmates and had to um, have, like uh, release a curse, basically that was on them throughout time before they could have sex. And now we pick up here. So did you get any of that from the, you know, subtext of this episode?
1: Uh, no, <laughs> I saw <laughs> that the previous episode is maybe called soulmates.
0: Soulmates, Yes.
1: And there's a line in
0: this where Jimmy, Jimmy makes a reference. Yes. Yeah, Jimmy has like a, uh, about the date that he was on and like, may, may, I guess we aren't soulmates, you know? And they have a weird look to each other. And I'm like, oh, why are Like, this show doesn't do continuity very well, but I'm like, they're, they're tried there for a second. That's interesting.
1: I, I was going to ask you if the redhead was anything or if it was just random.
0: No, just random. Totally random.
1: I thought they just got married like normal married. Um, you would hope. So, yeah, no. On yeah, this show? Doubtful. I didn't understand why they didn't go to Hawaii. I think that was, like, my only, my only sense, a, a source of confusion at the beginning. They're, like, banging in their apartment and... Mm-hmm. Maybe on the ceiling? Yeah, so I had a lot of questions about that because it was like they just got that camera. Yeah, because <laughs> they they were on the ceiling, but they had their duvet with them. Mm-hmm. And I was like confused about how that would work because ostensibly they were upside down, but the nothing was falling. Yeah. Blood wasn't rushing fly. to Lois' head. Yeah.
0: And and he wasn't holding her in a way that you'd have to hold someone that's that's, you know, not immune to gravity, so None of that made sense to me.
1: But he's so strong that is it like if he like holds her <laughs> against his pinky, like that it's would like keep her on the ceiling?
0: <laughs> I mean, the way this show has done them flying before, you know, physics don't seem to matter. But they do pay a little more attention in that type of thing. So that was just like someone had an idea. Excuse me, friend of the show, Tim Miner, who is the writer of this episode had an idea that they should be fucking on the ceiling and, like, no one really gave it much of a thought besides, like, we'll spin the camera, then they'll be here, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I I <laughs> I just, thought, I was just like, I'm so confused about how gravity <laughs> is supposed to work in this situation. I think because of the way they're positioned, I did not realize till just now that they actually are on the ceiling. I thought they just did some weird effect and came back to the bed.
0: One <laughs> one must assume, just because the bed's empty and the bed looks different from where wherever they are.
1: Yeah, um... The answer, I think, to your Hawaii thing is I think it's a super speed thing that they were like, we could make these maybe dinner reservations in Hawaii, but then they just don't go. Who's to say? I thought they said they were going to spend like their two week honeymoon in Hawaii. But then like I thought maybe circumstances in the preceding episode happened and they were forced to stay home. I mean, presumably, I don't know. Like, I I don't know how they do it, but can Lois survive like a super travel Zoom yes. sort of situation. Yeah, okay.
0: that's a that's in a don't the DC think
1: world. She can. Yeah, that's
0: a don't think too hard about it. Like he'll fly his parents to Metropolis from time to time, from Smallville, and and they arrive fine. Um, really, it wasn't until this viewing. Of by the way, uh, we're looking at Brutal Youth uh, four hundred five, uh, directed by David Grossman, <laughs> uh, aired October twentieth, uh, nineteen ninety six. Uh, we'll get into ratings in a second. Um, but I didn't really think about it till now. But like we were completely denied as fans of the show a honeymoon episode like I want to see the hijinks at the white lotus resort that they go to and you know (laughs) someone has kryptonite on the island or whatever the fuck you know like I'm amazed that they didn't take that bait and do that episode
1: that would have been fun but I have to say I can understand why they would just stay at home because Superman has been everywhere you've now told us to space yes but not to bone town
0: Never to bone town. That's the thing that we have to get into. Um, and Alex, I think we got a little bit into this in like the group text while we were planning this. But but he was a virgin until now. Um, do, like literally H.G. Wells stopped them in the episode before because he's like, before you get fucked, like this has to happen or you guys are, are going to die, basically.
1: What? Wait, so is she a virgin or no? No. No! No! Okay. I wasn't How sure. How old are they?
0: Uh, late 20s. But okay. it is reality, shocking that early he hasn't. 30s, I I couldn't agree more. Like it, it it's just it's so baffling to me. And it's just but, like, such a like purity What's stopping him?
1: Of the like show. his fear of overpowering a partner, being yes. vulnerable.
0: Yes. The 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 idea, the way that they get around it in the episode that we find out that he's a virgin is just like, a, he's, he's i's never known if that's something he could do with an Earth woman, basically. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so he was like, what, going to be like celibate forever, maybe? Possibly. You wouldn't think as a teen he'd just like roll the dice and find out? Right,
0: because it doesn't seem to be an issue as soon as he does it. Because like, even as a kid, I'm like 10 years old watching the show in reruns. And I'm like, at a certain point, you know, in season four, basically once they get married and at the end of every episode, they go upstairs and have sex and that's how we'll fade out. And like, truly, like, that's what it is from now on. It's just like, anytime they're off camera, presume they're putting on e- each other. Like, that's that's their vibe <laughs> now.
1: Well, I mean, I guess they have to make up for a lost time. 100%. I was going to say, that is how, that is what people used to get married at like, 90. That's why you yeah. why
0: you marry a virgin alien, really, just to just to get all the super fucking in.
1: I mean, according to Lois, it's amazing. So he's doing something right. And why should I was it be? gonna say? How has that happened? I <laughs> guess just because he's Superman,
0: <laughs> a latent superpower. Yeah. yeah,
1: stamina must be pretty yeah. good. I'm just exactly. saying, it's an innate Kryptonian quality. Yeah, they're just good and bad.
0: Now this is this is, um... but
1: they don't have sex there. I sadly know. <laughs> They're good above the Wait, day. they don't. Uh I only very recently learned this. That they have like science babies except Superman. Oh, oh.
0: Yes, that's true.
1: They have babies but, in like
0: Well we don't get into it in this show. Well maybe Presumably they have sex, but that's they not have, how they procreate. They have natural births on Krypton in this show. We're never told otherwise.
1: Oh, oh okay. Okay, okay, so maybe not. Maybe all not. Kryptons. Maybe. Yeah. Not. Okay,
0: okay. Uh, not in this version. Um, okay, coming from Ramcomathon though, do you feel the chemistry between them? Like, are they sexy? Are they fun when they're like, can't keep their arm- or hands off each other in the elevator? Or is it feel like, what is your, your, your vibes on their chemistry here?
1: You know, I thought their chemistry was pretty good. Um, I. Wasn't like put off by it or anything. Um, unfortunately, Alex did tell me pretty early on that Dean Kane's politics are terrible. So yeah. that was unfortunate for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: it just ruins early 90s Dean Kane. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I didn't know anything about that. So I was like, oh, damn. Well, there goes that. <laughs> um, but um, I found like certain things, certain lines were like terrible, but I, I thought their <laughs> chemistry was, was good. Um, I thought they were cute together. They were cute. I felt the same way. Originally, when you pitched this to us, I was like, is it a good episode? And you said no. But I didn't think it was so bad. But maybe it, maybe the bar is very low. But it's... I just, I thought they were cute. I thought I thought it was 90s campy, you know? Like, I didn't yes. think. Yeah.
0: There are better episodes that are, like, them-centric. Like, there is one that I, I thought that maybe we would do at some point um, with you guys or just cat or whatever. I don't want to subject this to you did this Alex every time but um
1: <laughs> there's an episode know that in I'm season available 1 for solo appearances. yeah
0: well <laughs> <laughs> we'll work it out there's an episode in season 1 where they they have to pose as fake newlyweds in a honeymoon suite to spy on people across the street from this hotel basically and like that's fun because it's just them trapped in a honeymoon suite for most of the episode, hating each other. But maybe, maybe he'll let her have the bed tonight or maybe, you know, like the, these types of things. And it's fun in that, that regard. So Like I thought I'd try to find you guys one that was well, a little more that We didn't know happy. you yet when you did that episode. I know. But instead we've got this one where, where at first we're like, oh, they're just having sex and like, that's their story. But then Lois finds out some tough news.
1: I think some of it was that I was expecting it to be really bad because of what you said, and some of it is because we've been watching Superman and Lois, and I'm just so excited that they're both on screen for most of the episodes.
0: Yeah, and and generally happier.
1: Yeah, and then I'm just not just like super depressed by everyone's storyline. Yeah,
0: yeah, I am. Um, be- well, <laughs> before we get into the other storylines here. um, if anyone hasn't listened to rom Comathon, y- you guys do a great thing that I've stolen for other podcasts where you summarize the plot before you kind of jump into it. Like, I do a, a kind of beat-by-beat talk-through of the episode here, and it's it's just, it kills you some episodes. So, we'll just, like, go by go by uh, different topics and stuff here. But, um, Kat, would you mind giving us a summary?
1: Okay, well, I've already said some of the things that I wrote in this summary, but I'll make it work. Okay, I can cut them out later. So, Lois and Clark have just gotten married and are having sex around the clock because horrifyingly they never have before and somehow inexplicably it's good sex, good heterosexual sex. Yeah, good I, virgin I, heterosexual I sex, sex happens all the time. Because he's Superman. But look, also he's a virgin coming into this she can get him to do whatever she wants.
0: <laughs> That's true. He's he's a people pleaser if nothing else.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I can't imagine that he's like squeamish about any part of this process. So You know, and probably not worried about stamina. No, no, not at at all. all.
0: Mm -mm. Sun's going to come up. He's going to get stronger again. You know, he'll be fine.
1: Anyway, unfortunately, (laughs) they must leave their sex castle and go back to work at the Daily Planet. Jimmy, despite my understanding that he's worked at this newspaper for at least four years... Uh, maybe more because I thought he predated Clark. Because do- doesn't does Clark get the job in the pilot?
0: Yes, yeah, and he, he was an established member of the Daily Planet. Theater cool, cool, Department. cool, cool, cool. Yeah,
1: but he's a photographer. So, Where I'm i just going off Supergirl.
0: Um, he, dude, I do not he, know. He picks up photography for a second, then it goes away.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was very confused because traditionally to me, Jimmy Olsen... they're a
0: photographer, like, okay, yes.
1: I was confused because, to me, Jimmy Olsen is black because of Supergirl, so I was like,
0: who's this guy? <laughs> and and James to you.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, the other thing is also there's two of them. And... We don't have time.
0: We don't, like, yeah, okay, we okay. Possibly. Um.
1: But somehow, Jimmy is only just now getting his first byline, and people are talking to him for the whole episode like he's 18 and just graduating from Paperboy, which, like, is, is he... No, but
0: that's his vibe for the entire series.
1: (laughs) Also, I was like, was he a photographer? And now he's changing lanes because I feel like maybe that's a thing. But I don't know where that information's coming in from. Anyway. In this episode, he's some kind of newborn reporter (laughs) and he's written something totally inconsequential and everyone's congratulating him. But then an old man comes into their place of business and dies right in front of them. Um, asking Jimmy with his last breath to be in charge of writing the story, which I think he doesn't specify because he dies. Um, Anyway, Perry puts Lois and Clark on it instead because they're cool and Jimmy is 12. But Jimmy keeps investigating on his own. They discover that Jimmy knows this kid who was a college student slash pizza delivery boy. Oh, maybe Jimmy's college age? He's, he's a uh, grad student. Yeah. Oh, he's a grad yeah. student. He was he was Jimmy's friend from the sixth grade. Right. Okay, so Jimmy, at the age of 20-something, is getting his first byline. Uh, yeah. Correct. After working here for many years. He must yes. be a horrible employee. Yeah, he must be. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's poor uh, job mobility at the Daily Planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and this kid's cells were rapidly aging, and that's why he died. They discover at Star Labs, which I guess is just in every single city.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Started in Metropolis. Thank you very much.
1: (laughs) Well, there's branches, it seems. Yes. At the same time, a really old guy gets broken out of jail by a scientist lady, who we later discover is disgraced because she's been doing aging experiments and stealing youth from vulnerable people to give it to old inmates. And ultimately herself, I think. Yeah, That's the she goal. was experimenting yeah. on old inmates and random people off the street. Uh, like she was getting young people off the street and old people from the prison. Okay, it's unclear where I, she was getting the old people from. It's just unclear. I think it was
0: just like like homeless people and that type of thing. I think this particular no, no, she inmate... definitely
1: is stealing youth from homeless people because right. she says like runaways, homeless people. I was like, ooh, a little too close to home, vulnerable populations. But then she. They later tell you that, like, the university... They later tell you that she went to the prison and implied that the university was, like, totally cool with oh, her you're experiments. Right. And that's... So I think maybe she's getting old people from the prison. But I it's think not specified. I this is just
0: a money scheme. But anyway, yes. And maybe yeah, that's how she yeah. met
1: the old the old inmate who's part of our story. Maybe that's where
0: you're most likely to find old people that are into the scheme.
1: <laughs> they have nothing to lose. Right. Really? Um, however, her magical machine is not yet working perfectly. And it's, I guess, because she needs plutonium in order to make the youth effects last. Yeah. Because she. Permanent.
0: Right. Back to the future rules. Oh, what? You need plutonium to power the time machine at first. Huh.
1: Plutonium's busy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we find all this out. But not until after she's stolen Jimmy's youth, because obviously he's ignoring everyone's instructions to stay out of this case and went there pretending to be a pizza boy. And she gave his youth to the old man, but it's not permanent. Um, Meanwhile, he's off robbing banks, whatever. But... She realizes that reporters are on to her, both Jimmy and then Lois and Clark, and she wants to skip town, but the old guy is like, no, 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 I want to be young, and basically they hatch a plan to steal youth from Superman, which I have to say is brilliant, both storytelling-wise and Mm villain-wise, except the whole thing where he's Superman, and you would think he would just punch you in the face, but luckily they need to save Jimmy, who is now aging semi-comedically back at the Daily Planet. (laughs) So Superman is like, okay, I guess I'll do this. And, but then the machine is like kind of breaking down. It's not important. Lois makes sure it all works, basically the end. But there's a whole subplot through the entire episode where Lois is having a Kind of premature mortality crisis because the Star Labs doctor happens to mention that Superman isn't going to age at normal speed. Sadly for me, because I live with you, I already knew this. And I was like, is <laughs> Lois only just learning this after four years of friendship and now marriage? Um, but apparently Clark also did not know.
0: Yeah, so let's get into this, this right is away here. New yeah. information.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but he is semi-oblivious to this and the other more practical subplot is that they are thinking about buying a house because they live it would appear in an attractive storage unit with a brick (laughs) arch and a giant harp so throughout the episode just like peppered in you got a lot of like hey what's bothering you lois oh nothing just contemplating my decrepitude i mean nothing clark i'm fine just
0: grandma in the mirror all the time
1: (laughs) Yeah, having hallucinations is totally not a problem. Arthritis, and he's just like, "Oh, well, like you don't seem fine." But how do you feel about this crown molding? And then at the end, I think they find a house that I guess maybe is where they spend the rest of the show. Yes, yeah. indeed. Thank you
0: for that summary. Let let us jump in right here with the the Lois and Clark plot of it all. Like Lois is going to age. Um, it is crazy to me that it is not brought up before this in this series, but it's also like nuts to me that Doctor Klein um, from Star Labs has never talked to Superman about that, and he's just like spouting theories to Lois. Is Doctor like... Klein
1: like Superman's PCP? Like
0: essentially, yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Okay, all right. That does seem weird that this hasn't come up, but like maybe he hasn't like looked that closely. I, I don't know.
0: He, but yeah, you're absolutely right that, like, any time there's something wrong with Superman, you know, like, if, if he sneezes and blows a building down, they'll go to Dr. Klein and it's just like, I don't know, maybe it's crypto pollen. Who's the fuck's to say, you know?
1: Okay. He seems to be quite an eminent scientist because he works at Star Labs, and my understanding is that's where the em- eminent scientists that don't go crazy work.
0: Yes, that's fair. Um, I love this concept. It's totally from the comics, like, the idea that, that he's going to outlive everybody. There, there's a Great animated show, Batman Beyond, where like Bruce Wayne is like eighty and dying, and Superman's like fifty and hot still. You know, like he's, he's just like flying around. I wish they I hadn't was bought it if back. They did that. Yeah, I wish they hadn't bought it back at the end of this episode because we get the feeling, or at least I get the feeling from Clark's um, talk at the end that like he gave up years of his life to save yeah. Jimmy. Here, you know, like
1: yeah, yeah. No, that's kind of. The I feeling was just I like, did too. they fix it?
0: Did they fix what?
1: What do you mean? I just meant like did Jimmy's problem fix Lois's problem? I guess. Maybe. Yeah, in in some way. But I do know that in the DC Comics because Alex has mentioned that there is this comic where Superman and I think Wonder Woman are the only ones alive at like the end of the world or something and like yeah. they it's like the only it's like the only storyline where they actually get together because there's like no one else left. mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
0: They, they they play with the Superman Wonder Woman thing a few times, but like that is the one where I'm like, okay, I kinda see it at this point because Yeah,
1: she says that's the only one where she supports this situation. Yes,
0: same. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. I think it's fun it gives us a great line later when like Lois is finally kinda like fed up with it at fed up with seeing this grandmother in the mirror every time you know, Clark brings up their beautiful life they're going to have together. Clark's like, what's bothering you? We're supposed to tell each other everything. Then why didn't you tell me about my, your molecular structure? I'm like, well, that's that's <laughs> this show <laughs> doing what it do. And I'm, I'm so proud of it. But I like, for for the Lois and Clark story of it, you know, these these people dealing with the extraordinary crazy things in their lives, I like this idea that, like, she's terrified of waking up one day and realizing, like, he's kind of, you know, lived past her in a, in a certain way, you know?
1: I mean, I think you find that a lot in like, um, you know, like vampire literature. Um, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like that kind of idea of like one partner outliving the other. Um, So I can see, like, I was like, oh, this is like a real issue that could have a lot more nuance to it. If it wasn't like (laughs) the B plot in this episode.
0: (laughs) I know. I know. It's, it, it, I, I want to get your takes on, on the villain stuff, too, but, like, it's very typical for this show for me where it's just, like, their, whatever going on with their emotional story totally works for me, even when there's daffy shit involved, like, super aging or whatever, but it's it's just... It's little nuggets. It's scenelets, basically, throughout the episode while most of the time we're dealing with Jimmy getting old or whatever it is. yeah.
1: There's yeah. real emotion in the idea of, like, the person I love will have a life with me and go on having a completely... Another one. Maybe the same life after me. But at one point I was like, especially because of the way it plays into the plot or the way the plot relates and the way the villain developed her obsession with youth that i was like this like early 90s mid 90s ageism thing while not untrue is a little depressing to me on lois lane Uh,
0: yes that's fair but it's not like i like that they buy back to or not like they do the lip service of like she's not afraid of aging she's afraid of aging without him and that's that's nice to me you know
1: yeah Um, i wondered when he was at the doctor and she was like waiting for the news of what like Dr. Klein's mm-hmm. verdict was like at the end? Yeah. whether she was for the first time considering like what if he lost a bunch of his youth and it was reversed I mean I imagine the show maybe was not doing that but it crossed my mind that like maybe she had not thought about like it's worse for him
0: Oh sure it, it's like when when he's got kryptonite around the first time he got a cold like he was the biggest bitch but everyone understood Why? Because, like, he's never had a paper cut, you know?
1: (laughs) No, I mean, it's worse to be the person who's still alive.
0: Oh, uh, that too. That's an interesting point. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that.
1: Well, I don't think Lois and Clark has time to, like, discuss that.
0: We're not getting into that here. (laughs) Not when the same episode is giving me my favorite gif of all times which is him bringing that, like, a flame birthday cake to <laughs> decrepit Lois Lane in the old hotel. I was. And, like, was... Superman can't be afraid of the fire, but you can tell Dean is just a little bit. Like, he's, he's <laughs> flinching as he's walking.
1: I was, thing. I was, I watched this happen, and I was like, huh, what a, what a choice. Why yep. is that flame so big? <laughs> At a certain point, use those number candles. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no no no, we've lost track of the numbers at this point. <laughs> greatest thing ever. um i I like too how the villain kind of gets under um Lois's skin with this too, that like, um, you know, you'll get old, he'll get distinguished, uh, su- success is attained, youth is lost. like it's just like, oh. If this is the way you're seeing the world constantly, lady, I see why you're you're just insane and, and going after this at all costs, yeah. And she yeah, has yeah, the nice it's real
1: Yeah, it's so nice reason. when Yeah, no. I was like when, I was like, well you're not wrong, but
0: Right. <laughs> but I'm bummed. It's really handy when your personal crisis coincides with the villain that you're fighting that week. And that happens a lot in mid nineties Metropolis, I'm happy to say. <laughs> You'd be surprised.
1: So with the way the villain was introduced, I did ask I did ask Alex, I was like, So, like, do they have on this show any sort of villain continuity or is this just a monster of the week? And she was like, She's just probably a monster of the week. Like
0: Yeah, a little bit of both. This is a total monster of the week. Um, this episode was pitched by uh, Tim Minear. Uh, early on. It's just like Well, what if they fight a villain who's got a great apartment and a hideout and then they get it at the end? And, like, that's that was I'm almost positive they worked back from there, like, with everything else, you know?
1: They were like, well, if we want Lewis and Clark to end up with the apartment,
0: (laughs) right, we need to get them in a new place. We need a super place for him to hide shit. So, this is what we're going to do.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's... I only just realized it's the same house. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: yeah, 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 at the end. And that's why, like, that scene when they go and and talk to her and he's just, like, x-raying everything, a lot of that chat with Lois and the doctor is just like a, oh, it's actually, a, it's a historic building. And there's a great story behind it, you know? Like, all this stuff where, like, Lois is just asking about the house, you know?
1: I do have a question about the house thing.
0: Okay, I have a lot to say about this because this is the show forgetting that we've had this discussion about houses for them already.
1: Oh, really?
0: Yes, but you can you okay. do your question.
1: Well, first of all, when she was like, you didn't, I was like, did he already buy it? And A, I was like, I guess this is better than the Jim and Pam thing because at least she's seen it. So we know she likes it. Yeah, you know, that clown house situation. I thought about
0: the Jim and Pam thing. <laughs> wow. Okay.
1: And then the other thing, is Superman rich? That's a good question. I too wondered this. <laughs> like, obviously his family isn't. Superman but
0: is not. Clark, how, Clark and Lois make a good living.
1: I was going to say, how much are they making at the Daily Planet? Like, I guess this is before the death of print journalism. but yes. Well, this was like the mid-90s also. And so, they're famous. Yeah. So I, I assume like in the mid-90s, one could buy a house with like a reasonable job at, mm-hmm. in your late twenties, and just not like be at like, the drop of a hat, you have yeah. the down payment ready to go. Yeah, his yeah.
0: gigantic apartment at the beginning of this episode, where they're they're fucking on the ceiling, his beautiful studio apartment is like six hundred dollars a month. I think they say
1: in season one. What's so, with the harp? Is it from
0: something? It's from her apartment. She does. Let's be um. clear, Lois Lane does not play a harp. But they decorated her apartment with some shit. So like that is just <laughs> us seeing. The set dressing from her apartment, being like, "Oh, I guess she got rid of her place." That's also news to us here. Like, but we've never talked says, about where they're gonna live.
1: Your place and my place, like they still have two places. But she stays here and brings the heart. Inexplicable because all of her stuff is there. I think we see the the the
0: fish tank at one point too, which will be a staple of the new home as well.
1: Huh. Yeah. Huh. Well, I'm gonna stretch and say maybe he's just like this. Still feels like my place. Uh, anyway, yes, it was
0: his place, you know.
1: I was wondering about the money thing because I was like, well, he's famous, but then they are also like Superman to be like taking money on the lecture circuit.
0: Superman has some licensed deals, but it all goes to charity um, except for the 10% to his agent. Nice I'm sorry Superman I know all money. Of this. Um, <laughs> but they are also the most famous fucking people in the world. Like
1: I had forgotten Lois that they're Lane extremely and Clark famous Kent for reporters. are the
0: most famous reporters in the world. Like, they've got posters all over town at one point. Like, People know them. The Daily Planet is now paying for them, you know?
1: That's pretty interesting. I did also notice in this episode, because everyone is, like, so, like, knows that, like, Lois and Clark are, like, chums with um, Superman. (laughs) I was, like, for me... (laughs) I would just personally think they were all in some sort of poly triad situation now. <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: you know. Also, I have a theory that this entire city is like has a super fetish. Like anytime someone's in tights or a cape or whatever, like people are like, "Ooh, those boots. So I, I, like that makes sense <laughs> to me. Yeah.
1: Yeah because when Lois shows up at the end when um to like uh you know defeat the villain or whatever she is so like deeply concerned about Superman that I I don't know like just I as like I don't know either Jimmy or like the villain would be like what's going on between you two aren't you just married This is weird I mean, yeah she did have an affair with him. It was a whole thing. That's it. hasn't happened yet, but yes. Oh, sorry. There's, oh, right, because they just got married. Uh, oh I've spoiled oh, the show.
0: You guys can come back for that one. One of my favorite episodes, <gasps> Alex, where a reporter sees them like about to have sex, and he's still in the super suit. So oh. it's like Lois Lane stepping out on Clark Kent with Superman, of all people, and his front page of all the tabloids. It's fucking great. I shouldn't have
1: returned so many videotapes. Speaking of like the super suits thing, I did notice that one of the insults that the old man prisoner calls Superman when he like finally shows up is Mr. Blue Pants. And I was like, you (laughs) had literally all afternoon after blackmailing this guy to think of something devastating to say and all you could come up with was Mr. Blue Pants. You're saying that doesn't cut you to your
0: core when people call you that?
1: (laughs) I mean, his pants are stupid, but he can fly, so. Yeah, it's right. like, I, well, come on, man. Like, you could have thought of something better. You know who likes
0: it? The Lois people I just saved earlier. were going to die without my blue pants around. Yeah. <laughs> um, this does bring up one of my favorite things, um, and it happens in this episode, where somebody leaves a message at the Daily Planet with Clark Kent of like, Mr. Kent, if you could get a message to Superman, please. You know, in yeah. this case, it's the villain. Yeah. Like, I'm going to cut to the chase. Tell Superman. And it's just
1: like. As it's if he's so like a really exclusive publicist who refuses to give out the number.
0: Right. But they all know to call the Daily Planet. And everyone's seen Superman and Lois together. But it's also just known somehow to everyone that Clark and Superman are fucking tight. Like, they are bros, man. Yeah. Never he would have been at the wedding out. if he hadn't had, you know, like an earthquake to stop or something. Like
1: that. Day. Again, I maintain that I would think that they were in a poly thing.
0: Mm-hmm. I hadn't thought about this before, but I, it, it does make absolute sense to me. Good um, on Lois. Yeah, right. She's making out great. She's got someone bringing in money. She's bringing in just as much money.
1: Yep, and then, and then she's the also got sex. like a yeah a super boyfriend.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a good life. Um, any other Lois and Clark stuff, or should we look at villains and Jimmy real quick? <laughs>
1: um, let's see. I just want you to know that fairly early on in the episode, I wrote, "Okay, that little goodbye was cute. She's so cute; she almost makes him cute."
0: Oh, when they when they separated the Daily Planet? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I did like I, that. This is I a, like that gag where they switch the coffee cup and the donut. That was cute.
0: Oh, I didn't even catch that. That's oh. that's cute.
1: Wait, how? What? So when they get into the elevator, I believe she's holding a donut, he's holding a coffee, and then they have their makeout thing. And when the elevator <gasps> opens again, he's holding the donut and she's holding the coffee. That's fun. That's so real. That's fun.
0: Good job, show. Um, I like that they bring up that, like, he's about to run off and he gets a little like, this is the first time you know who's getting in between us. And I'm like, you took off the whole honeymoon, you son of a bitch, to be with her. Like, you love her so much. It's really more surprising that she took off the whole honeymoon. Well, that's that's fair. But again, I want (laughs) to see them in Hawaii and her filing the story on, you know. The corrupt hotel owner or whatever.
1: Yeah. I did love that this whole episode was basically her being like really like perplexed by this story and like being like, we really got to figure this out. And he's like, what do you think about these paint colors? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it would be cool. Not more sex, but wallpaper. But, but yeah.
0: <laughs> or, what did he say? Hey. Like age down walls or something at the yeah, end?
1: Yeah, like, I was the like, what the fuck does that, that mean? mean? Thank you. A... All right. Good. Yeah. He can probably also read really fast, right? Yes, he can. So he's had a lot of time to learn about interior design while Lois was worrying about her mortality. <laughs> True.
0: He's also just like zoning out, like smiling at her while she's thinking. Like his last meal was steak and whatever. Like maybe he was in the hospital. And like I do like him, just like looking at her, being like, "My wife's brilliant. This is this is nice." Like the cute stuff between them, fucking sells the show for me.
1: He a good reporter.
0: They're the most famous reporters in the world. Absolutely.
1: But does he do any reporting?
0: Not really. No, I mean Superman. <laughs> Except
1: when he's like too busy to report on Superman. Yeah, Superman tells him a be... lot
0: about what happened, and then he'll report on that. Um, one really? one must assume that Lois is the one actually writing the copy for almost all of this.
1: But I would feel that like Clark's major selling point, right, is that he's getting all these exclusives.
0: Yes, but now but she gets so them is Lois. too. So
1: yeah, okay. Fair Doesn't enough. she get them first? uh
0: yeah there is a bit of that there's there's i feel like there's a season one episode where like he gets a story out of superman that she doesn't get which is just like you're an asshole but like his first big interview is is with her superman's first big interview is Mm. is is with lois yes okay because because he was trying to get with that
1: yeah I think it was um, Creepily, on Supergirl there was like people. a similar thing where like her first big interview is with Cat Grant. Oh, I was disappointed that Cat Grant wasn't in this episode, by the way. Oh, she left. She, she shows up. Yeah. She was run off the show years ago. Yeah. Oh, no. Terry Hatcher
0: bummer. took care of that early.
1: Oh, no. Bummer. <laughs> um, I was surprised when I first learned that Cat Grant was young. Yeah. Yeah, she because is. I only knew of Cat Grant through you and Supergirl. Oh yeah, yeah, she's
0: she's the gossip columnist, hot as shit lady, um, that that stole Look, attention from Sharon. When Carri she's on Hatcher.
1: Supergirl, still hot she's as shit. Still oh, hotter, I couldn't I would say.
0: agree more. The only reason to watch that Supergirl series finale is that Callista Flockhart, you know, had a green screen by her pool for a couple yeah, exactly. hours one day.
1: <laughs> she was like, "I will do this if you pay me a bajillion dollars, and I get to sit in my house." Mm-hmm.
0: I don't have to read it beforehand, right? Great, <laughs> fine. I'll be there.
1: What a life! Come
0: on over. She's amazing. Um, villain stuff. I don't have much to say. I like. I love this this actress. Um, playing. Let me look this up. Sorry.
1: Vida Sid.
0: playing. Dr. Oh yeah, Vita it was Dudeson. something ludicrous. Caroline McWilliams. Uh, I didn't recognize her f- like any of her credits from anything, but I feel like her voice is just so, so perfect. Like I feel like I've heard this voice somewhere before. I really I really couldn't place it but like I I like there's there's such varying quality on the villains of this show especially these just like you know villain of the week people um but some really understand what show they're on and what they're being asked of (laughs) uh, or what they're what is being asked of them and she is one of them for me what what was how are you guys feeling
1: I thought she was a good campy villain. Um, I was confused about this like random bank robber for a while, but then I was like, oh, I guess the only reason she broke him out was because he claimed that he like had so much money stashed away. And then it turned right. out he had like a thousand bucks because he like robbed a bank in the thirties.
0: <laughs> Does the Great Depression ring a bell?
1: Yeah. And then yeah. I was like, wow, he got a life. He got like two consecutive life sentences for this, but okay.
0: He must've killed a lot of fucking people.
1: Yeah, he really must have. Yeah,
0: this must have been like a Bonnie and Clyde situation.
1: Was she originally planning to buy the plutonium? Yes, because she. Yes. that's why she broke him out, so she was going to oh, pay for it. So okay, okay. literally, um, she was like stealing human subjects and like you know killing them essentially to like steal their youth to power her project but she couldn't like i don't know develop a plan to like heist some plutonium like right she
0: owns this fucking old folks home where she's she's you know dumping these people and drugging them till they die basically
1: yeah and yet she doesn't have the cash to like buy some plutonium i don't buy this but okay
0: I do love that both of those concepts are in the same villain plan where it's like this dark as shit thing, but also like, I need plutonium. Like, it's just, it's still so daffy. <laughs> We're not going to get into the darkness of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was really wacky. I, I was like, okay. Yep. Yep. I see. I see how the show is. Yep. I liked after he failed to stop the bank robber because they didn't realize he had like aged so rapidly like while in gag. the vault. Yeah. I was like, lucky timing by the way that your age accelerated so quickly in these hours because it doesn't seem to be a consistent aging process no
0: no not at all
1: well you, but, you like you go from like
0: old or like young to young but feeling old to old character actor you know
1: <laughs> <laughs> i was very charmed by how offended clark was by like bank robber gets away superman stumped <laughs> he doesn't I like was to be really... made a fool of I was really confused, though, right, because mm. when um, when Superman, like, shows up to this bank vault, the whole thing is that she's, like, he took them into this vault. They're all locked in there, and, mm-hmm. um, and he's one of them. And then when he lets them out, she's, like, oh, I don't recognize any of them. I was, like, there were, like, six other people in this bank vault. Did no one look? <laughs> yeah, I nobody else
0: like, noticed or commented on, like, that guy
1: got bigger. I know. And, and I changed being, clothes. I kept, yeah. Where did like, he change clothes? I kept being like, did they not notice? Why isn't he asking them? Why is it up to this lady who wasn't even in the vault?
0: This is a very typical Lois and Clark thing. Like I noticed it earlier at like, at one point Lois gives out a little bit of information. She's like, but I'm still waiting to hear back on my contact at whatever. It's just like, we can't do everything at the start of act two. So like, we just kind of got to go slowly here. <laughs> and like simple things like talking to witnesses doesn't really occur to us. Most of the time, you know?
1: But, like, was there a bathroom in this vault? Did he just rapidly gain weight as he aged and burst out of those clothes know, as pres- from a cocoon?
0: Presumably, people would be looking at the man that has a gun on them that got them to get into the vault in the first place.
1: Yeah, you keep an eye on that guy. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess there were flaws, guys. I'm not... and Now that well, you pointed out.
1: Also, Jimmy as a brand new cub reporter you would think would have a partner to go with him to this extremely dangerous like x-files style mission no, that he heads no, 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 off no. on by himself
0: despite the many people you see bustling around the daily planet only four of them are allowed to talk so he can't bring anybody else <laughs> um,
1: when when he was in like Perry's office like later and um and they were like having you know they were like f- like trying to figure out what to do about him like being getting older and like what they were going to do alex was like she was just like, you know, this just happens every week. Like, every week at the exactly. Daily Planet. <laughs> exactly. She was like, this isn't new. <laughs> a harrowing place to work.
0: Occasionally Nazis make you radioactive. And, like, that is a moment to, like, really sit and take stock. But for the most part.
1: It's telling whatever. that this man just keels over in front of them. And they're like, just another Tuesday. Well, here yeah, we fucking... yeah.
0: There's a great Jimmy line in season three where, like, they ask for him to cross-reference whatever and he finds all these files and like anything weird we live in metropolis it's all weird <laughs> <laughs> um can we talk about old jimmy for a second because this is a wonderful superman fan cameo where the old jimmy <gasps> actor is jack larson who played jimmy olsen in the 1950s george reeves show
1: oh that's cute Oh, not that that's fun very cute so he's
0: he's excuse me george reeves show um, he's in this for an episode. He also tends bar for Jimmy and Clark in Superman Returns. He's like an old bartender near the Daily Planet where they go, and it it like he's had little cameos in Super Things from time to time. They've been really good with him. That's um, really sweet. You must when enjoy that. Watched... Oh, it's it's so cool that they did that. Uh, in the first time we see Lois Lane's mother on this show, she's also like the Lois Lane from season one of that old. 50s show so like the, the legacy oh, casting of this type yeah. of thing is really well, fun for the dc stuff i didn't stuff.
1: realize that dean kane well both obviously both dean kane and terry hatcher um had like roles on uh, supergirl yeah um <laughs> alex was like yes it was before we all knew how terrible was Paul. yeah were.
0: one of them got killed off off screen which was really weird
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> i wonder why what that happened he? out of nowhere he, he was he,
1: he was um, Alex's dad. He played Jeremiah Danvers.
0: So he was Supergirl's adoptive father. Yeah. Who was like, it was like a POW place, for a while. Did he or did
1: just she work at the place? Uh, No, he just shows up like he's, he, uh, yeah, he's, he's just in, there. He's just in the In the military or a doctor? Because like he's. No, I think she's, I think the mom is the doctor.
0: Oh, okay. Excuse me.
1: Did he raise Supergirl? More yes. or less, yeah. yeah. Clark okay, leaves. Okay, okay, okay. Clark
0: leaves a like twelve year old Kara with, with them. Yeah, and and her her adoptive mother is Helen Slater, who played Supergirl in the Supergirl movie.
1: Oh, oh. I'm sure I knew that fact at some fun. point, but I forget.
0: Terry time passes. Terry is the like big bad villain at the end of season two, and has a great fucking time getting that paycheck. <laughs> She's really fun. Um, I think
1: think by that point I had stopped watching because I stopped watching once the show moved from CBS to the CW. Look,
0: there's no reason to jump back into that episode, but she has a good time.
1: Wait, how is the villain planning to escape after she fixes everyone? Is she counting on Superman being weakened? I think so. I think... I I don't know. That's a good point because at that point he has no... um, he has no reason to let them leave because he's gotten Jimmy deaged. Or
0: maybe she's gonna split while he's in this machine, you know, thing deaging with Jimmy. Jimmy, yeah, I don't know. She'll also be young and spry at that point, so she she can get past him, you know. Why is she spry? Isn't she gonna get deaged? Like, okay, no. that was my whole thing too. Maybe. Maybe her villain plan doesn't make sense because I'm like, why do you want to leave town so much? Like, are you going to bring your fucking machine with you? Because it's a wall, lady. Like, you can't just, like, pick that up.
1: Hmm. Well, I think she was like, well, reporters are on to me. I got to, like, like, you know, just get out of town Skip for town. a bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe. So, leaving her I think she behind. wants her freedom more than her youth. Fair. Yeah, yeah. And to her that's...
0: credit, she doesn't know that Superman was in her apartment already and, and you know, clocked the thing yeah. behind the wall.
1: Um, Villains are also not known for their forethought. That's But fine. I will say that I th- would have thought that her plan would have a little more logic to it. But luckily for her, Lois showed up in such a timely fashion.
0: Yes. Lucky for her. There's a lot of luck on her part. Like that she owns this retirement home where she can just drug and, and dump these people. That the, That's not luck. Welfare. That's strategy. That the de-aging <laughs> process causes short-term memory loss. That's luck.
1: That's true, that is like I feel
0: like she stumbled into that one for sure, yeah, um, but thankfully, it all works out at the end and, and like, can we just go back to it real quickly? like how do we feel about like surprises are one thing, but like a house is a big fucking surprise,
1: well, I mean, I will say, unlike Jim and Pam and the clown house that Jim buys Pam, um like at least Lois had seen this house expressed that she liked this house Mm -hmm. um you know they had they had clearly had a conversation where they communicated about house styles so and yeah so i think this was like a much better situation and he seemed willing to like to like not have the house if she didn't want the house Yes. Assuming that finances aren't a problem. Like we can say maybe he made a deal, but it's not too late to back out if she arrives and is like, you're insane. This was a momentary whim. And also a murderer lived here. Yeah. Like maybe yeah, he just put Metropolis. in an offer. <laughs> murderer lived everywhere. But yeah, I'm here.
0: Sorry. I cut you off. Allie.
1: No, no, no. I, w- I was just saying like, maybe it's just like early in the process. He's only put in an offer. Like, you know, mm-hmm.
0: there, are sure. certainly not an escrow yet. So like there's, there's wiggle room. Wait,
1: but who now owns this house? Is it being like I
0: don't know, man. <laughs> there must be there must be a uh, government agency in the DC universe that deals with this when supervillains <laughs> give up great property.
1: The furniture got moved out of there real fast. Gone. Yeah. Kind of some some sort of like villain foreclosure by whatever Yeah, your maybe it was taken is. into evidence. What did we know? Maybe. Or maybe Superman did it and just like chucked it all off a cliff. <laughs>
0: Um, I will say too, like this show kind of doesn't talk about the fact that they've talked about houses before, but they have. And, um, it it was kind of implied that like Clark wanted like the white picket fence, the standalone home just outside the city or whatever. And that Lois really didn't kind of understand that. So like, despite not talking about it, if you want to headcanon it, I do like that he was like no, she wants to be in the city, so let's find a nice big place that is for us. Let's find this brownstone, essentially, you know?
1: Mm, that's nice. Wait.
0: It's cute to can me. Can
1: you explain the house thing? Is that related to the previous failed attempt to get married?
0: Uh, they... Uh, Never mind.
1: Not Never mind. really. Too much. Too
0: much. No. Too much. Not um, really. Speaking
1: of people outside the city, how far are we from Smallville in this one?
0: Um, In this one, the... Uh, We used to play a game called, where the fuck is Metropolis? Um, It varies, but it's on the East Coast somewhere. I like to think it's like down near Delaware.
1: I mean, like in hours for regular people.
0: To Kansas? Like they have to fly.
1: Yeah, that's pretty far. Because Alex said, because so right after we watched this episode, Alex was like, I just want to rewatch like a Smallville episode. So she did that and I like napped on the couch. (laughs) Um, So... That one we did know about before meeting all of you. Yeah, and then that one, um, he's like living on his farmhouse in smallville but also like going to the daily planet and i was like i have a lot of questions like how far is metropolis from his farmhouse and she was like Well, in this one they move them like really close together (laughs) distance is tricky at
0: first it's like forever away um, at first it's like a three hour drive, not forever, but like it's a three hour drive to get to Metropolis, it's said at some point. And then like years later, Lionel Luther is like, It's a small town just outside the city. So like who <laughs> fucking huh. knows?
1: That's I mean, look, that happened on like fringe, like and they were trying to like keep the distance between Boston and New York, but eventually it became like there would be a thing in New York and they would be there like within the hour.
0: Yes. Look, that, they're fancy, that
1: is... they've got a fancy plane. <laughs>
0: Everyone that's I haven't seen Fringe. I'm just assuming. Everyone that's not Clark on Smallville has to presumably commute three hours both ways every day. But it's fine.
1: I have a cute thing
0: that was maybe a first. Go ahead.
1: Which is that when they were so for additional context, I didn't realize that Old Jimmy was played by a different actor. Like I was like maybe maybe not because I was watching on a screen like an inch tall. Mm -hmm. Um. And then, the proper
0: way to watch Lois and Clark go on. That's why yes, HBO get Max to enjoy it, so you could enjoy it in the resolution
1: your phone. that you're so excited yeah. about. Um, but when they were at the home, I think someone said Mrs. Kent, and my brain was like, Martha's here.
0: Yeah, it's weird because it, she keeps the name. Um, I'm not really sure why why they did that here. But. Yeah,
1: Alex was like, no, she doesn't change her name. No, nope,
0: that was a whole thing where Perry had gotten her as like a pre-wedding. Well, it was supposed to be a wedding present, but then the wedding got fucked. So he's like, you're going to need this eventually. He got her a nameplate that was Lois Kent. And there was a whole ep- you know subplot for an episode about the fact that, you know, she likes being Lois Lane. And Clark fell in love with Lois Lane. He doesn't want her to take the name, you know, that type of thing. And
1: she's famous, so it's professional. And she's fucking famous. Yeah. yeah. But good for her. I didn't know I was like are they like momentarily undercover or but no no it was just a heteronormative like you know like sort of maybe they're just playing with it for the day oh yep sorry suddenly it's raining very hard oh my oh it's just like this burst of rain weird Ooh,
0: all good quick little like a few last minute notes from me uh we we went house shopping last year and it was uh, v- eye opening process for a lot of reasons. But one of them was I didn't know how many places have a fucking wet bar, uh, especially out here in California. <laughs> and I got very excited to learn that Superman's hiding spot uh, for like you know his secret little like lair that he'll put the costumes in is behind the wet bar in their living room. I never really Wait, noticed what that con- before.
1: What what constitutes a wet bar? Does it just have a sink?
0: Like a sink, yeah.
1: Okay. A tiny sink in the middle of your living room, oddly positioned. I guess they don't have wet bars in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. You know, we really don't. We just have like four bedroom homes that share like one tiny bathroom, so like that's (laughs) the that's the vibe here. (laughs) Look, in 1856, you didn't need more than one. But out here in California,
0: sometimes you want to wash your hands while you're still in the TV room. So (laughs) we've got great news. Look, we didn't
1: have TVs. Why would you ever need a sink in the living room? (laughs) Yeah, the Puritans weren't big on fun. No, <laughs> no, no. Hand washing, simultaneous television—much too fun.
0: All right, so let's. Uh, this is this is my favorite thing to do on this show. Let's let's look at some ratings here. And and I'd like to preface that this show aired on ABC on a major American network back in the '90s when television ratings really mattered. Um, the start of this season. Ah, see, this is all just misleading. I was going to ask you to try to guess, but um, the start the season started off with uh, 12 million viewers, 12.2, um, which is Hi. down significantly from the start of the last season, which was in the 20s. Um, low 20s was like kind of the height of the show. Um, and here we get a little bit back with 12.7 million um, but it is like a sharp decline from here um, to the point where um, the show ends in the 4 million range. And like every episode after this, basically, it loses people. Um, oh, no. Yeah, it's it's really telling that like after the wedding, which was a season high of 14.9, which was basically the lowest of the season before, it just like it plummets securitously. So. You know, just, I just had to point that out here. I, I like taking a look at that and seeing where we are. Um,
1: As teenagers who used to feel that the story ended when people got together, I do kind of understand.
0: Yeah, and then it ends on a cliffhanger, but by then nobody cared and the show got canceled. So, whatever. I'm sorry. That's I'm so okay. sorry. That's so, no, no. <laughs> People still talk about, like, maybe they'll bring it back. I'm like, they wouldn't even let him be a guest on another show. Like, they're not bringing this (laughs) shit back.
1: But 25 years later, aren't you so glad you don't have to do a fifth season of podcast? Yes,
0: I am. (laughs) Let's just get through this one and we're done. Um, uh, Can I ask you guys some questions?
1: Sure, go for it.
0: Was this a good episode for Clark Kent?
1: In what sense?
0: Uh, did, did you feel that he had a lot to do, that, that he was, you know, some episodes are more Superman heavy than Clark heavy, more Lois heavy than Clark heavy, you know, like kind of from I, the uh, the story elements, I guess.
1: I feel like emotionally, no. But because this, this episode really rode on um, Lois's like emotions and yeah. like how she felt. So in that sense, I guess I felt a little bit of distance from Clark. In this episode, um, it just wasn't. Yeah, I didn't feel so close to him because he seemed so preoccupied um, with like the house stuff and not quite like her, his like emotional, like I don't know stuff. I think he's having a grand old time. Yeah. not doing very much. Yeah, yes. he has. <laughs> and I'm happy. happy for him. Yeah, just he got laid, guys. Yeah, exactly. He's had sex a lot of sex. This is the best week of his life. Yeah. Um, he's not stuck in a box or. <laughs> traveling through time with gold Mm -hmm. he's he's riding a high yep so i think it was probably a good episode for him in his life
0: In it personally this this is in fairness kind of a slow week for them yeah (laughs)
1: Um, i mean someone did call him mr blue pants but i mean yeah how will he ever recover but
0: (sighs) yeah but you know that thick bulletproof skin he'll be all right um was this a good episode for lovers
1: she seemed very fraught. So in that sense, um, <laughs> no, she had basically had like a crisis, like right after she got married. Um, so in that sense, no, not great for her. However, we do get a lot of, as an audience, we do get so much Lois in this episode, how Lois is feeling. And that was like a really real, um, interesting dilemma that if only the show wasn't Lois and Clark, I guess the way it was, that maybe could have explored <laughs> a little more.
0: We we could have dug a little deeper than surface. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think Terry gives such a nice performance that I apparently was inserting all sorts of potential very serious things that she could be thinking about. Yeah. I (laughs) her a very charming Lois.
0: I love, uh, yeah, she's my favorite. And
1: I really liked when she complained that it was like being married to Santa. Saint Nick. Yes, because he sees everything, he hears everything. Yeah, I enjoyed that one too. Really cute. It would be a bit wearing.
0: Um, good episode for Superman. Like he's got some stuff to do, but no, no huge super moves, and he loses his like everlasting youth. So,
1: I thought you were gonna say pants. <laughs> 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 yeah, a bit of a bummer for him, honestly. I mean, he seems fine with it, but a little bit of a bummer. Yeah. But does he? There's no like number put to it, and we won't know because the show was canceled. But I kind. Right, well, well he us... doesn't know. Yeah.
0: But guys, nobody knows.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But if there was a real life Dean Cain usage, if you could, then we would know that he had lost his everlasting universe.
0: Honestly, that's in my head, too, watching this of like, well, this is a justification for why if the show goes much longer, Dean's going to age, you know?
1: Oh, or that's true. using a different actor. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know what could have used that? Buffy at some point. Oh? Because <laughs> David Boreanaz cannot play Angel anymore, you know?
1: Oh, <laughs> right.
0: Um, uh, do you have a favorite Lois and Clark moment in this episode?
1: Hmm. <laughs> I enjoyed, I know, I think I enjoyed all their exchanges, except I think they said something disgusting to each other in the last scene i was grossed out by but it wasn't as disgusting as i thought it was gonna be yeah but otherwise i fully enjoyed them together um i I did you know alex did tell me that early on they you know they used to do more banter stuff before Mm -hmm. they got together and she said that was really great um so yeah but i I think that's what the saint nick thing is a little more like yeah I, i liked them together i thought they were fun they were totally cute i wrote cute 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 parenthesis note about house search and then i wrote okay this house slash window thing is pretty cute i buy into this live for the present thing they look cute in this window seat i like him on about these wallpaper samples <laughs> and then at the bottom i wrote i think i overall enjoyed that yeah i mean i for an episode of lois and clark that
0: last scene for them is is my favorite of all i do like him just like being in love with his wife while she's detecting in the, life, and, like, in the window well that but like when she's just like you know doing Lois Lane oh. investigative yeah. shit. Because um, she's so much smarter than Yeah, him. as yeah. he
1: should. As he should. Yes, it's just like a in, big in lug. In the
0: fairy tale that is the show, just that that concept of like, nobody really knows how much. Like, I, I didn't ask Dr. Klein, we'll never know how much I lost. So let's just live in the moment. I, I'm a I'm softie for it. I really love it.
1: <laughs> I thought it was going to get goopy because it was Lois and Clark and I was going to have what Alex was saying, which was kind of like, ooh, too much. I think it was nice. Tim
0: Minear, Buffy Rider,
1: Angel writer, oh, Firefly Rider, okay. X-Files. Wow. Yeah. What a legacy. We,
0: we got a heavy hitter at the helm here today.
1: But you told us it was bad. Why'd you tell us it was bad? Just, Were
0: you trying to lower expectations? A. Um, B, it just <laughs> didn't feel like there was enough Lois and Clark stuff for you guys here, but I wanted to get you in at the top of the season. So.
1: Well, it was a. It was fun.
0: Well, thank you very much. Thank you for coming. So much shorter than a movie.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey,
0: uh, if people want to listen to RomComathon or find you guys online, where are you at?
1: We are at RomComathon2016 on Instagram. It's the best way to find us. We are ostensibly on Tumblr and Twitter, but we don't update those as regularly. Wait, on Instagram, are we not just RomComathon? Are we just RomComathon? Ah, shoot. I think we're... My, my yes like in the wrong way twitter but like don't follow us on twitter because yeah don't follow <laughs> us on twitter oh yeah my bad we are just romcomathon on instagram um but we are romcomathon 2016.tumblr.com uh, if you want to read our like old um, reviews but romcomathon on instagram you can find all our posts about our podcast
0: yes everybody please listen to romcomathon um follow these guys online and and Maybe we could see you in Metropolis again before I, I shut the lights here on Lois and Clark at
1: some point. Yeah, maybe. Just let us know. Um, yeah, now that I've seen an episode, I'm like, okay, I know what to expect. Yeah, yeah, and you've seen them get married, so now it won't be surprising when she's having an affair. Yeah, exactly. That's the only logical next step.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I owe you guys that one or, or that, you know, fake honeymoon one. You know, like we'll get one that is much more rom-com heavy next time.
1: Well, thank you for having us, Matt.
0: No, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you guys for joining me. And uh, till next time, for Lois and Clark, I've been Matt Truex.
1: Oh, I've been Alex Liu. And Kat.
0: Falk off, everybody. See you next time. Lois and Clark, the new podcast of Superman, is a daily knockoff production. Please review us on iTunes, follow us on social, and we'll see you in Metropolis.